Hi, this is Frank Turner, and you are listening to Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM. Yes, it is. I'm delighted to say that zooming on to the show, Essex Boy meets Wessex Boy, part two. Hello, Frank Turner. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? Uh, yes, I did. I moved across the Saxon lines. It's terrible. <laughs> You've joined us. This is exciting. Yes. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm I'm, I'm pleased uh, with developments, but there's certain bit my mum wasn't displeased. <laughs> <laughs> She'll let you back across the border from time to time, though, right? From time to time, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for zooming on. Um, where are you zooming in from? Can you describe the scene for our listeners? Uh, I am currently sat in my little uh, garden shed studio that I was one of my lockdown projects. Was uh, I, I moved out of London, which was um, big news for me. And uh, it, one of the things that enabled me to do was to set up a little studio space of my own. So um, I am nice. surrounded by uh, knobs and buttons and dials and meters that I, in theory, know what they all do, but don't ask too many questions. <laughs> Wires, knobs and dials on one side of the room, foam on the other. That's, yeah, that's well, it. exactly. Yes, you can see the button <laughs> behind me now uh, and the knobs and dials are all over there. Oh, look at that. Look at that. That's far more sophisticated than my... Well, I've got two knobs here and I'm not even no, sure I'm using them correctly. I mean, as long as you know how to use them, that's what <laughs> Frank, this feels like a pretty special moment um, because um, not only is this my 99th Zoom interview, um, this you are the last person I, I interviewed in person um, backstage at a venue at Cliff Pavilion. Um, at my last pre-COVID gig. Good lord! Yeah. Uh, was a... Wow, it's nice to see you again. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, I'm, luckily, I'm not wearing the same shirt. That could have been. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I may well be, but um, but you know, <laughs> I, I, there is a, there is laundry in this world of ours. <laughs> well, the circle is now complete. Thank you for for yes. joining us and zooming on. Uh, the last time we spoke, you just released uh, No Man's Land. Yeah, uh, you were on your uh, Lost Evenings tour. I was totally in awe of all your tattoos. Um, you. Obviously, a lot has happened in the world uh, since we last met. Um, big news, yeah. of course, though. Um, any new tattoos? Start with the big stuff. Uh, one or two, but not loads, because like almost everything else, tattooing's been up on bricks <laughs> for most of the time in the, that has intervened between seeing you last. Um, uh, but a couple here and there, um, but nothing major. Nothing major. <laughs> cool. Uh, so the new album, of course, is the other big, big news. Yes. Yeah, definitely. This is yeah, massively it, exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, I mean, the first thing I always want to say about it is it's not a lockdown album. Um, and I'm hoping that people everywhere will then breathe a sigh of relief. I mean, <laughs> God, there's a place for that, obviously. But I mean, a lot of people have done it already. And I just think that the world collectively probably doesn't want to spend the next five years talking about April 2020 um, in depth because we lived through it and it was rubbish and let's move on. At the same time, obviously, the record is influenced in many ways by the experience of the last 18 months. It would be ridiculous if it wasn't. Um, the most obvious way that it's been influenced by it is just the, the way it was put together. It was basically done remotely which was pretty strange. My producer was in Vermont uh, and I was in a studio in Oxford with my band and our drummer was in LA. Um, so, you know, it was <laughs> it was pretty odd in places. But in a funny way, it was quite focused because it meant that we couldn't kind of like arse around showing each other cat videos for the first half of the day. <laughs> Um, you know, we had to just sort of get on and do the work. And um, the other thing was that, you know, the the process of being locked down made the album kind of percolate a bit and get a bit more concentrated. I was always planning on doing something a bit more kind of, for want of a less loaded term, punk uh, for this next record, a bit more kind of in your face. But, you know, given that there was nothing to do other than rework material and think about it and work through stuff, it ended up, I think, both lyrically and musically being more... 
I guess the word would be extreme uh, than it might otherwise have been. Yeah, there is some heavy stuff in it. I'm loving it. Definitely embracing the, the punk roots. Um, yes. Amazing. Um, if we've got time, I'm going to try and get through um, to cover all the all the singles in the album you got out now. Sure. Um, so we'll see, see how I get on. Um, obviously, uh, a lot in the last of the 18 months has sort of reflected in the album and and that must have influenced it. Were these all written during the last short um, period of time or did you have them? No, not all of them. I mean, when, when lockdown was but a glimmer um, in somebody's eye, uh, the, the I had about 10 songs written. And I was figuring I'd yeah. probably write another five and record... 12 of them and there you go that's what i usually do but in the end i end up writing 28 songs um <laughs> and we recorded f- uh 15 of them in the end um 14 of which have made the album and it was kind of cool because it, you know if you've got more material to choose from you can weed out the ones that are less good um <laughs> do you know what i mean um Look but it was interesting I mean, there was, <laughs> yeah there was there was definitely there were songs that um the first draft of them were very much like lyrically lockdown songs and there's quite a few songs that then I kind of rewrote the lyrics. It was amazing how quickly everything was changing. Despite the fact it felt like nothing was going on, a song that was written in April or May last year, by the time yeah. you got to kind of December last year, felt really dated. Yeah, and it was just a bit like, you know, I'm not sure that we needed lyrics about washing your hands particularly. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it definitely, um, uh, it definitely it was, in, as I say, it was influenced by it, but it's, it's hopefully not too much about it. I think one of the, the the current single in our A-list um, haven't been doing so well. One of my absolute favourites um, of all time. Um, but I, I, you can tell in that, really, that you've written the lyrics obviously based on that kind of experience. But yeah. also, kind of, I imagine that's still working in the next five years. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing, you know, like mental health issues are things that I, I have my time with um, and anxiety in particular and and uh, various other things as well. But, um, you know, it, it's never been great, <laughs> um, but uh, it was definitely kind of focused and made worse by the experience of having my job being made illegal and being told I wasn't allowed to leave the house and blah, blah, blah. blah. So, yeah. you know, it's, it, it is influenced by it, as you say. But um, uh, it, I guess the other thing, you know, I, I really wanted to kind of drill down and talk in the most raw and honest way I could. Not not that I think I've made a dishonest record particularly, but like the last couple of records I've done have been um, about other things. They've been about the state of the world or about I did a history folk concept mm. record and all this kind of thing. And I've sort of gone back to trying to be um, writing a more confessional autobiographical style. It, you definitely picked that up. Yeah, I was thinking your last record was very much telling stories of, of other people and yeah. history. And, and this is all all internalized and, and stuff you've mm. searched deep on um what was it like for you then putting that that oh you've done it before obviously with a lot of your tracks but was it was it a, a scary thing to do to look deep into yeah. a time when we we're all struggling to do that yeah definitely i mean i have this thing called the wince and what the wince is is when i'm writing a lyric if it makes me go ah oh, after i've written it then i try really hard to keep it in because that's quite a good sign to me that means you've said something that's you know powerful i suppose um and i, I used to do it a lot i mean it's different now i mean you know i'm i'm uh, i'm older i'm more in the public eye perhaps than i was when i was doing that before um you know i'm a married man now i'm approaching my 40s all this kind of thing so there are it is different um but it it, it felt pretty cathartic in a way to talk about that kind of thing there's a bunch of stuff on the record about my childhood which i've never really kind of talked about that much in public before and you know and sort of didn't want to um because it's not a particularly happy story and and it was just like i after a while i started writing a couple of songs and it was like well if we're going to do this let's do it properly do you know what i mean let's actually talk about this let's get really deep into this yeah 
Well, from my point of view, Frank, I, I thank you for, for songs that you put on this album because there's certainly some of them I think should be uh, available on prescription to some. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have a quick listen to the one on our A-list. Haven't been doing so well. Um, could you introduce it for us and we'll give it a... Uh, this, is, this is my current single, Haven't Been Doing So Well, from FDHC. This is Phoenix 98FM. Terrific track from Frank Turner. Haven't been doing so well. Again, thank Frank. Thank, thank Frank. <laughs> thank Frank. I love thank it. Frank for putting That's that the title of the next album. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. It's done. So there's a couple more tracks. We've got time. We'll go through. Non-Servium is, um, as it says in the press release, every minute of what you expect. Two minutes of, of blast of vitriolic hardcore. Yeah. Um, it was fun. I mean, like, you know, obviously I grew up listening to a lot of very heavy music and for various reasons, and, you know, I played a million dead and I've got side projects and that kind of thing. But like um, for various reasons, I've kind of steered away from going quite that kind of aggressive in my solo work. And I, and I wrote the initial riff for the song and got the initial part of it together. And, and we're sort of thinking, well, this will be for something else. And then thought, well, why? I mean, you know, it's my name on the tin. And it's my ninth record. And, you know, I like it. It's cool. Um, let's yeah. let's see where this goes. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's an angry song. And it's a song about standing up for things you believe in and about not um, not bowing to current kind of um, fashions and trends in both in art and in life generally and, and you know having principles and that kind of thing and uh, it feels really good to have it out there it feels unapologetic which was the idea stuck to form kept it in the record did what you want to do exactly nice another track on the album I think it beautifully just captures the vibe we're all feeling at the moment and especially now we can go out to gigs again um, the gathering um, yeah this is an absolute anthem Thank you. I mean, it's is it that this this is the most obviously lockdown influence song, but I didn't want it to be a backward looking song. It's not a song about what we've just lived through. It's about mm. what we're getting back to now. And you know, it's it's a cheesy thing to say, and everybody knows it. But like, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And as somebody who works in the live industry and goes to gigs when I'm not on tour, it's been easy in previous years to take it for granted. And it's just been a thing I do every day, and all the rest of it. And and suddenly it was taken away, and you realise in that moment quite how important it is for you, and and how meaningful it is for you so um you know i wanted to kind of have a song that you could celebrate that uh those ideas with whilst also um slamming into each other in a mosh pit <laughs> the love of the mosh pit is definitely something yes. we've all missed um however i hear there is a breaking news for uh the never-ending story of drive time uh you frank turner will be embarking on the never-ending tour of everywhere yeah, well, re-embarking, I should say. So yeah. it's a, that, there's a name for a tour. I, the story with that was um, it, in when I did my first full band kind of proper UK tour back in like 2007, I think it was, um, I made a bunch of tour posters for the tour and we only sold about a quarter of them. And at the end of the tour, I ended up with this massive pile of posters that I couldn't then sell because the tour was finished. And it was just like, God damn it. Um, so <laughs> for the next tour that we did, which was a couple of months later, I decided to have a tour poster that I could sell later in the future and called it the never ending tour of everywhere because then it's relevant to every tour there you go i've Genius. got around that yeah right exactly and and i've used it a bit here and there in the past but it suddenly you know when we got the the whole thing of trying to get the show back on the road and, and of getting back to touring properly in in a way that i wanted to do after this enforced break and this is for the uk and for the rest of the world as well it sort of crept back into my mind and it was just like actually yeah let's pick that back up again because i i i have lost ground to make up do you know I mean, I've got places to get to. <laughs> yeah, wishful thinking that hopefully it will never end. Now this is it. Yeah, well, think, well, at least, at least, <laughs> hopefully, the next time I take a break from touring, it'll be one that I choose to take rather than one I'm forced to take. Yeah, 
It is hope so. I certainly hope, mate. Amazing. Um, I'm sure the the first time that the beat drops in the bar will be biblical on this. <laughs> yes, I mean fingers crossed. I mean, it, it, a lot of the new record is very much written to be played live, you know. And and I'm really excited about, um, you know, my band is sort of slightly. Um, I've got a new drummer, and we're sort of slightly more streamlined and reorganised, and and we're hungry to get into small sweaty rooms and just blast people away. Excellent. Frank, I wish you the best of luck with it. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you so always. much. And uh, I'll see you on tour soon. I hope so. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed the interview, then please share it. Uh, if you didn't enjoy it, then share it anyway. <laughs> for more guest interviews like this, or to get the next one delivered directly to your device, subscribe to the Now You're Talking podcast. You'll find it wherever you get your podcasts from. And the whole thing has become a huge library featuring well over 150 guest interviews from music, film, comedy icons to community heroes, local legends, stars of the future and just about everybody in between. A treasure trove of life's stories from all sorts of incredible people. So for more interviews, podcasts, videos, poems and books, everything I do is available at stuartpink.com. Hello, Mr. Frank Turner. Ooh. Am I on? Here we go. Hello. Hello. See Hello. My actual face now. There's only one of me, not three. Excellent. <laughs> what a disappointment. <laughs> well, the ones you can see, anyway. Yeah. <laughs>